BetMGM also has the PGA 3-Ball Challenge. Take your swing at this free-to-play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. The players with the best-performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes and also be entered for a shot to win the end-of-the-season grand prize, a foursome. TPC Sawgrass plus three grand in withdrawable bonus dollars to be used for travel accommodations and food and beverage. You just log into your account. You go to the Promotions tab in the BetMGM Sportsbook app, and then you just get the 2023 BetMGM 3-Ball Challenge. Spin up to three times. Lock in your roster. Boom. You are entered. Uh, real quick, if we can, let's catch that under first half, 19 yeah. and a half. Yeah, nice Seven little start to the preseason at halftime. Yeah. And you the got Texans the, get in the board, on the board, too. Uh, get on the board yeah, with a beautiful touchdown, Trista. That that at the end there, that's one of those where the officials are even having their preseason where they're like, damn it, we got to figure out whether this is a catch or not. No doubt. I mean, I was very nervous for you guys. I'm not going to lie. Just a little on the, you know, like I said, a melee of points over and over and over. How many times are they going to get into the end zone? Trying to mush it for you guys because I am a team player. Well, thank you. Your mush worked well, 7-3. Easily, easily coming in under that nineteen and a half. So feel feel good about it. Yeah. You know, it's a good way to start the preseason. You don't don't get too greedy in the NFL preseason. You know, keep it simple. A lot of unders. Go down to the first half, first quarter if you can get that, and just you just move from there. Uh, there is a market out there, of course, for most wins in the NFL season. Now we've all had our conversations about the teams that we think are at least value bare minimum. We talked about that you and I a little bit last night. Uh, teams that are have a chance to have the worst record in the NFL, ones where there's a little more value betting on them to have the worst record in the NFL. On the other side of things, though, I mean, that's it's the teams that you expect to be in the conversation, right? And when you start looking around, you think, okay, well, a lot of people think the Chiefs maybe are the best team in the NFL. Well, hold on a second, because you got to start to think, what's going to be the thought process for these teams? Chiefs are the favorites at 4-1 to one to have the most regular season wins, followed by the Eagles at 5-1. to one. Bengals are plus 750, along with the Bills. you got the 49ers at 8. Uh, Cowboys 11-1. to one. Ravens 12. Jacksonville Jaguars at 15, and so on, and you go from there. The thing for me is that like the Chiefs and maybe even the Eagles – these are teams that have already been to the Super Bowl. They care less about the regular season. Yeah. And it's going to be more about getting healthy and getting back to where you were before. I worry about the Bengals at the beginning of the year, though, maybe getting a couple losses like they did last season. If Joe Burrow's not 100%, the offense took to really week six to get into a flow for them last year. So you start going down this list, maybe you look at a team like the Baltimore Ravens at 12-1. to Fully healthy, Lamar Jackson playing the entire year with some weapons. You get a little value there. I it's not It's not crazy to look at the Ravens and say they're going to be trying for it and they're going to be f- a full go now that Lamar Jackson's locked in and ready to go. Yeah, and the division is going to be so tough too. And you know when you're the Ravens and you're supposed to be winning that division when Lamar is fully healthy and then you've got the Bengals there breathing down your throats, you kind of have to keep the foot on the gas pedal. Same thing for the Bengals, which makes sense on why mm-hmm. they have the third shortest odds. I would say a, a slight dark horse for me would be the San Francisco 49ers if their quarterback situation is like settled if Brock Purdy is himself the the version of himself that we got used to in the last stretch of the season because they have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL like that's really it like they're loaded on offensive line 
They're loaded in, on defense. They have a plethora of wep- weapons all over the field that can do a bunch of different things. One of the best tight ends in the league. Probably the best running back in the league. Uh, pretty good wide receivers. Really, really good Debo Samuel that you could just call a weapon. You know, they, they can play ball control on offense. They can shut teams out completely on defense. They stylistically can play pretty much any type of game that any other team's going to throw at them. So they're plus 900. Uh, and the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals all have top 10 toughest schedules. And Eagles in the middle of the pack. So I actually kind of like the 49ers at plus 900. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm looking at teams in the NFC just because the AFC is going to be an absolute gauntlet. So, I mean, everybody could win 11, 12 games. You know what I mean? Like, even in the AFC East, the Jets could win 11 games. The Dolphins could win 11 games. Who knows? Maybe even the Patriots could win double-digit games. But... You bring up really good points with San Francisco, and especially because you look at their schedule and they play one of the easier schedules in the entire league. You have the Saints play the easiest schedule, but I just can't see the Saints winning 13 games. They got some question marks. Derek Carr is going to be learning a new offense the first couple weeks of the season. Camaro's not going to be available. So I'm with you on the Niners. And, you know, you got a week four matchup. I mean, you got some. You play Arizona twice, so that's going to help you out. Your toughest game is Week 8 against the Cincinnati Bengals. We don't know how healthy Joe Burrow is going to be this entire season. Uh, I agree with you on Baltimore as well. I mean, they start off with a really easy game against the Texans at home. They got some tough ones. You know, you get Cincinnati right away off the bat. But the team I was looking at, uh, you guys are going to laugh. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I know the schedule is not the easiest, but I'm high on the Cowboys. You know, they're in the NFC. I do think that Philadelphia takes a step back, but I still think they're going to win double-digit games this season. They just lost so much. I, I just I like Dallas for all the reasons that we've talked about. Brandon Cooks being the number two option. Michael Gallup being another year removed from a torn ACL. Hopefully Tony Pollard could stay healthy because I know they want to run the ball more. But if not, I think Dak's going to have a monster year. I think he goes under his interception total. I love the defensive side of the ball. But I'd look at teams in the NFC. You yeah. know, just because I think a team in the NFC could win 13 games. Who knows? Maybe it is the Saints, and you're getting a really good price. That's a really easy schedule. And they cleaned up in the division last year. They should do the same. And Tampa obviously takes a step back because you replaced Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback all time, with Baker Mayfield. Or, <laughs> or, or I had, Kyle Trask. I had Dallas. I had Dallas there as well in terms of who could be in the running. Like you said, man, this is a team. Maybe they make a splash. Maybe they get into the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes. Who knows? The strength of schedule is only 18th, so it's not like they have a brutal strength of schedule. And listen, like Brandon Cooks, when he was not quiet quitting, he was always uh, getting 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Like that was just his thing. Michael Gallup before the injury was a beast. He was seen as, you know, the next X receiver, the next great X receiver for the Cowboys, right? So if they live up to their potential and then you have CeeDee Lamb right there and you bring in, uh, you know, a, a new tight end, obviously you lose Dallas Goddard, but I don't know that that's necessarily even relevant. As long as you figure out a way to manage the running back situation, they could be really, really good. I love the plus 1,200. The NFC is that conference where you can just kind of find a little bit more of a comfort level in a, a lot of these different specials that you'll find yeah. right now because the AFC is so unpredictable with the fact that it's loaded, right? And then the NFC, we're sitting here talking about how many teams are actually going to be real playoff teams. And yet, like, if Dallas feels – sometimes, right, it's the, that mentality of, like, do you have something to prove? The Eagles may not feel that way as much. I think the 49ers, if you've got Brock Purdy, they're going to probably even maybe consider late in the season, do you want to stay healthy? And that may be where Dallas actually jumps in there. I mean, listen, I, I'd love to I, – I know the Saints have the easiest schedule going into the season, but I just – 
as I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of Derek Carr than at least you. I don't know how you feel about Derek Carr as much. You've never really been like anti Derek Carr, Trista, but I feel like Ryan is not a fan of his at all. <laughs> no, I mean he's like I, a good quarterback, but you I know, just I mean, can't like, see him. I can't see him quarterbacking a team that has the best record in the NFL. Like no. I just it, it, with that Saints it, that Saints team, I just. So it's tough. And honestly, like when you look at this, I'd almost be more comfortable looking at, you know, number one seed in a conference, right? Because then you might find some value. I mean, Jacksonville's 15 to 1 to have the most regular season wins. But do you get down to the point where, okay, maybe a team in the NFC, like we've talked about, has the best record, but Jacksonville trying to go for that one seed now that you've added, you know, Calvin Ridley, that offense, you've got another year. Maybe it becomes a situation where Jacksonville sneaks up on some teams. They make that leap. They've got the one seed in the AFC, but it's only 12 wins because the AFC is so competitive. And then, you know, Dallas or the 49ers have like 14 wins. Right. And then that's where you're going to get it in the NFC. So you can kind of yeah. go into both markets and maybe find a little bit of a an avenue to go each way. Right. Well, you look at like the prices on some of these teams and they make sense because the Chiefs are the only team in the league to be favored in all 17 games, but they also play the fifth toughest schedule. Mm-hmm. A lot of that has to be has to do with being in the AFC. The Bills, they're going to get a lot of love. They play the fourth toughest schedule. The Dolphins are getting love. They play the third. That's why if I'm taking a shot in the AFC, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it with the Jets because that's a top-five defense, and now they have Aaron Rodgers. My concern is the offensive line is an absolute nightmare, and I worry that Rodgers is dead by week three, and we're yeah. watching Zach Wilson. Um, Saints, I agree. I just can't see Derek Carr quarterback in a 13-win team, but who knows? Maybe he does. They have a run game. Even when Kamara's not there, they have Jamal Williams. Uh, they have a top-five defense. Who knows? Atlanta, I think, is a 10-win team, but they're not going to have the best record. The Colts have the third easiest schedule. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league regardless. Carolina has the fourth. They should be like a 7-8-win team. Then there's the 49ers. Like, if you're looking, you know, I know that you know, some people are saying they have the second easiest schedule. I think it's like the fifth, the fifth easiest schedule, I would say, um, because it's a tough conference, man. I mean, Seattle twice is going to be tough. I know we're all writing off the Rams, but the reports are this is the healthiest Matthew Stafford's ever been. Cooper Cup's coming back. I'm Aaron Donald's you, still people there. People are sleeping McVay's on the Rams. a really good coach. They're Watch sleeping them on win them. like 10, 11 games. People laugh when I say that. They I won won't... a Super Bowl two years ago. Thank you. And they lost a ton. I get it. But um, I mean, defensively, they lost Jalen Ramsey. He's, they're he's scared. Not they're they're, not, good, they're anyway. not good defensively, though. Other than Aaron Donald, those secondaries got off. It's, it's really, really bad. That's that's the biggest concern is what that secondary looks like. But Aaron Donald is is a disruptor, and we know that. But yeah, the Rams, I certainly wouldn't bet to have the best record in the no, NFL. No, no, no. But like, I, I'm with you in that. But they could steal one from San they, Francisco. They also won five games last year because they shut down half of the roster. Like, their plan was to just, that's it. Like, we're not healthy anyway. There's no point. Let's mail the season in. We just won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, their roster's not going to look the same as the one that won the Super Bowl, but it is a team that has one of the best head coaches in the NFL and a quarterback that, when he's healthy, and Matt Stafford is still an upper-tier quarterback, even with some of the mistakes and the turnovers that are there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I think another thing that's interesting to me is looking at, and I know this is going to sound maybe a little crazy because they're a team that's got some difficulty with their strength of schedule, and and I know. Listen, like we are, they already have injuries, and that's very concerning, very concerning, especially in the secondary. But when Tua was healthy, man, and I second second hardest schedule. In, in the NFL. So I get it. And, and the only thing I'm saying is really the part where Scott in our rundown was talking about who might be in the running if things break right. And to me, that's a very much a might be in the running if things break right. But if you look at the odds, I just like the odds for Miami. I, I really do. Plus 2,200 for them to have the best regular season record. They come out blazing hot last year before Tua gets injured. Would we really be shocked if they won 13 games? 
if I'm going to be shocked. If everybody's if healthy, everybody healthy, no. Yeah. I mean, man, they were 9-1 yeah. with Tua last year, like you said. I mean, no. Yeah. No. You I know, like Fangio a lot. So, the only reason I would be yeah. shocked is just because of that conference. You know, because of the division. You know, that that would be that would be the only thing. But hell, you could lose to the Bills. You could lose to the Jets. You could split with those two teams and still finish, you know, 13-4. and 13-14 games, three. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's also this before the season even starts. When we talk about strength of schedule, it gives us a gauge now, but we all know that it's not totally accurate. How often in the NFL are there one injuries that completely change the trajectory of one or two teams? Or you got somebody, the team that's just not as good as we thought, right? Somebody could look at their strength of schedule and had your Ram, the Rams on the schedule for you last year. You're like, oh, they got the Rams defending yeah. Super Bowl champs. And look what happened. They won five games. There were injuries. but So you always have that factored in where it's like, yeah, we'll talk about strength of schedule, but let's not get as concerned necessarily and say that Miami, my, like well, week seven or eight, Miami may not be close to the second toughest schedule in the NFL, depending how some of these things shape up. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, there's so much parity in the league right mm-hmm. now in the National Football League that, I mean, yeah, strength of schedule is important, obviously, but every game is a one-possession game pretty much. I mean, we see very few blowouts anymore. I mean, even last year, the Houston Texans were terrible, but they were in some games. Yeah, they were. They were in games Cover against... machines last year. Almost beat you know? Dallas. It, yeah. I was going to say, almost beat Dallas. Oh, man, I live bet them Philly on the money tough. line in that game. I thought I ha- I was so mad when that game ended the way that it did. They played Philly really yes. tough. Yes. I mean, the Commanders beat Philly. They should have actually beat them twice. So anything could happen. Um, every game's close. So, yeah, it matters. But just because the Saints play the easiest schedule, I agree. I'm not going to run out and bet them to have the best record in the league. I'll bet them to win the division you, or go over their win total, but not 13, 14 games. And this is how you know that there's a lot of parity and ambiguity in terms of like what we think is going to happen in the AFC East is if you look at Miami, Buffalo, New York, and New, New England, all of them have top seven strength of schedules because they play each other twice, right? right? They have no idea. If... if if there was any team that was able to be picked on in that division, which is obviously New England, but like you would not see Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets have such a hard strength of schedule because there would be two games that you could pencil in as easy wins within that division. Like Each one of those teams might split with the other, and then really what is it? It's kind of just normal. You know, the farthest, I'm trying to look down here because you, you, when you talk about this, Trista, when you say like you know the might aspect with the Dolphins, the farthest down the board I'd go to even consider a might, even if it's a long shot, might be the Chargers at 35-1. to 1. Now you're talking. It might be the Chargers. Yeah. No, I, don't think I mean, it's I've already happen. talked about them enough that I don't have to give that out. But, yeah, I mean, like, I think the Chargers are going to live up to expectations this season. Joey Bosa's eaten 750 grams of protein for whatever reason. Hopefully that keeps him healthy. J.C. Jackson's at practice. It's and you going to have a hard you know, time like, pooping. Yeah. I know, right? I actually know, those little <laughs> I know somebody that out. ingested so much protein he put himself in the hospital. So Joe Bosa needs to chill out a little bit there. See, back home, <laughs> I know people that go to the hospital too, but it's not from protein. That's not what they're putting in their bodies. <laughs> so it's that very open ended. Yeah, I feel it's right. It's really open ended, Trista. I feel oh, like there's a hey, lot of directions on, we can go. On. This. We're, we're a betting what? show. I got to get this out because it's okay. actually about to. Uh, we're, we got to kick off. Uh, Spain, Netherlands, under two and a half. Twenty-four minutes from now on Fox, we got to get a TV for that. Trista gave you guys an early play for tomorrow morning. I'm going under, under two and a half. If you want to change a TV, I'm going to let you be the one to do that. I'm Big not messing three, with it. Big three, gone. Big three replay. We've got the TV in the far up there. No, not that. You don't want to do that? No. All right. It's Pet MGM tonight.